Hi, and welcome to Between Two Swans Marketing Podcast, your serious but not so serious podcast. Are you ready? Here we go. Hi, and welcome to Between Two Swans Marketing Podcast. I'm Andrew. And I'm Stephanie. And we are here to help nonprofits, small businesses, learn some marketing tricks or information, maybe bust some myths um, that you've heard before. uh, So the world doesn't seem as intimidating as it currently does. Yeah, absolutely. I think the number one thing for me in this podcast is to make sure that we are not only providing information, but sound resources for nonprofits and small businesses, because there are, there's a lot of distractions out there. Well, there's so many different, you know, you could go down YouTube rabbit holes to try to figure oh, things yeah. out and you never know who to trust or, or what source is valid and what's not. And so, you know, you've got a lot of experience in marketing mm-hmm. and you've been working with nonprofits for a while now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think that you saw a need and and you decided to fill that need um, with good intense marketing. So how how did you kind of get to to where you're at right now? Well, it actually was birthed out of necessity um, several years ago. Well, it's been about four years now. I was working for an agency um, and, you know, things happen. I lost my job. And it was difficult to find a new job. And I thought, well, I have these skills. I'd love to use them. And I love nonprofits. So um, let's make a business. And at the time, I did have a partner. We're we're no longer in partnership together. But um, it was a great uh, first year and um, in 2019. And during uh, the pandemic in 2020, when that happened, people really, nonprofits especially, recognize that, oh gosh, we really need to be online because people are at home and they're not able to get out and have the same kind of networking or marketing and advertising that was working face-to-face. So it really, there was a drive and a push um, and I... I do have a passion, a heart for nonprofits. I love to help them reach their goals and use the resources and skills that I have to to enable them to meet their audience where they're at. And that's right now, you uh, you know as well as I do, that everybody's online. Well, so I, I think that, you know, you bring up a good point. Everybody was at home. Mm-hmm. And I think that over the years, um, that good intent has been in business. You've you've noticed this uh, this issue of playing catch up with yes. SEO websites being mm-hmm. you know they may be beautiful but maybe they're not functional or mm-hmm. missing key elements of a website. So you know with your experience, I think that we've learned over the years and kind of what pushed towards the podcast was we noticed that nonprofits were I, I think being taken advantage of is kind of. It's a accusatory. Term. Yeah. And we're not accusing, but, but maybe misled is a better term. Right. So we've got, you know, everybody was at home realizing that they need to be online. Mm-hmm. And then over the years of, of trying to help their online presence, um, you've discovered just things not being the way they should have been done from the jump. Right. And so there's a lot of fixing as opposed to just maintaining and optimizing. Yeah. Well, you know, so 
with good intents, my initial service was the Google ads grant because it's a free grant that Google is providing. It's $10,000 a month. You'd be crazy not to try to use it. It's free money. Right. It's free advertising for nonprofits. Um, so they, the, a lot of them weren't aware of it. And then it was like, I, so hand in hand with that is you have to have a good website for those ads to the customer to see the ad and then to click on it and land on a website that is functional. And so that uncovered the kind of the, the conundrum or, or mess that happens when you have a beautiful website or you have a functional website. So often what we see is those two are not married and it's unfortunate because it's super simple to bring someone like myself who has the SEO and uh, data driven mindset into the design process. And it's not to, to destroy the design or make it less, you know, aesthetically pleasing. It's to say, okay, if we do it right from the start, you will have a really jam up website that's not just pretty, it's a resource for the audience you are trying to reach. So I I, I imagine that we'll probably do an episode on that eventually. Oh um, yeah. But for sure. I I can't stress enough how, you know, you can run, even if you're running paid ads on Google or you have mm-hmm. the Google Ads grant, if your website isn't optimized, your ads are going to suffer. So you're gonna right. you're gonna just throw money down the toilet if you're spending money on the paid ads mm-hmm. um, and you're not going to see the results that you want. So it's one of those things where it's kind of hard to explain the value without losing people. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I've sometimes my honesty um, is it comes off maybe harsh in a way and I've probably turned off prospective customers because I want to help, but I'm also telling them like, Hey, this is not working to the best it could. And, and that, that might rub wrong, but ultimately when I approach a nonprofit or they approach me, I genuinely want to see them succeed or to see their mission get delivered. And the best way to make that happen is to have those very clear calls to action. Uh, the content needs to be really dynamic. And then you, you want to make sure that the website one functions two crawlable three has really strong messaging so that your customer doesn't get lost. And I mean, those might be like, they seem simple, but you never know when your customer is going to hit the page. And if you have more than one page on your website, you never know what that journey looks for them. And, and bringing an SEO expert or a, a um, agency like Good Intense along beside you during that development process is, uh, in my opinion, it's just a no-brainer. Well, so, you know, we say that there, there are simple things that you can do. Mm-hmm. I think it comes down to... Um, you know, I was talking with somebody the other day and they were like, you know, when my nieces and nephews, I knew how to change diapers and I knew how to do this. But when I had my own kid, it's like I had to call my sister because I, I didn't know what to do. Yeah. And so I think that a lot of times people kind of freeze up when they're like, how how do I create that good story mm-hmm. online 
and make it presentable that people want to click and they want to engage. And I think it just kind of freezes up a little bit because it's your baby at that point. Right. And you just want it to be good. Right. Absolutely. And you, and nobody wants, um, someone from the outside to call their baby ugly either. So I (laughs) get it. And and that is something like I, I have been trying to be a little bit more, um, cognizant of that. However, it is really important for us to be truthful. And so that is actually one of our core values, if you want to call it principles of just work and how we operate. And, um, I don't ever, I don't think you've ever heard me say like, well, if you work with us, we'll guarantee such and such. I I can't guarantee anything. All I know is that we try to over deliver and make sure that what we're doing is going to make a difference. And when it comes to someone's nonprofit and wanting it to grow or to engage or to sustain the current operations, um, I do believe that you have to have a business approach to it. And that is what I've tried to create within Good Intents. I'd say that that's probably one of our hurdles. Um, maybe not a hurdle, but one of one of our friction points is mm-hmm. it, it is hard to put a – without giving the – correct access to certain data points. You know, it's it's hard to put a dollar value. And so for small yeah. businesses and nonprofits, one of the questions that we get is, well, what kind of ROI can I expect? Yeah. And it's like, well, mm-hmm. we can get you the eyeballs. Right. But well, there are ways to measure conversions. Um, unfortunately, there's also obstacles to that. So depending on what payment processor on your donation page, um, if you're using, let's say Stripe, I can track that. I can put a conversion tag on that. And I know that the traffic that I'm, I I create this ad, I have the conversion tag, uh, developed and I install it on your page on a thank you page or whatever it is. I can measure those those click-throughs in that completion of a donation page. If they land on the thank you page, they have checked out with you. But there are other payment processors that don't give us that leverage. And so it is a little bit of a guessing game. However, by just developing the ads for a nonprofit, I do feel like if you cast a wider net, you're more likely to catch more fish, right? So what is your bait? What bait are you using? If the bait you're currently using is no longer working, it's just another resource, another form to try to attract and grow and engage with your consumers. Well, speaking of fishing, you mention it all the time, is this omni-channel approach, right? So just email marketing and asking people to donate. Mm -hmm. It may work for a little bit, Mm -hmm. but... The more lines you get in the water, Mm -hmm. then the more chances you have. So I I think that, especially in the past year, I think that we've, um, at least in our work, have really started to drill down on, yeah, we can do these couple of things for you and help, but we really need to focus on that omni-channel approach. Right, and and just creating a fluid um, message as a synchronous message, because if it's not being shared on all the different channels or resources or, uh, methods of communication that you are using, 
then I do feel like you are going to hurt yourself because, um, like we've created field marketing guides for mm -hmm. internal use and external use for the employee and the consumer. And so having those, um, just that clear, defined, uh, consistent messaging helps build your brand and build your presence within whatever community, whether it's a city or it's a national organization. We even have a global agency or organization that we work with. And so when you, when you start to really drill into that content, that's kind of like, you know, that's my jam. I love that stuff. Yeah. Um, but self-proclaimed nerd. Yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> I really, I, I like to write and I like to have a presence or, or just input into what's being delivered to the customer. And I, I think when you start to analyze that internally and, and make sure that everyone in the agency or the organization or the small business knows exactly what to say, wow, then you're, you're cooking with some grease there, buddy. Right. And I, I think that, you know, we've talked about that numerous times of just staying on brand, staying mm -hmm. on brand, yeah. whether it's the graphics or the messaging, mm -hmm. um, which, you know, I, I, I think we're approaching almost three years now here and, you know, starting with just doing some very minimal local SEO work. Um, and then some of the things that I work on now, that's been one thing that I've had to develop my skill set for Sure. Um, just to, because it's, so that's what I like about the data-driven marketing part, right? Is because at first it's kind of like, I'm going to, this is the message. Let me just spread it. But that doesn't necessarily do anything. So what I like, I mean, it, it does a it, little it, bit. It can, it can have an impact, but I, I think what your point is that if you have a plan, if you have a strategy and that it's not just day to day or somebody that's coming in as like an intern or um, a volunteer, if you, if you take the time to step back and actually create a strategy that can be um, looked at from that thousand foot view, but also at the granular le level, it really helps to align and makes your job easier. Um, you can stay consistent. You don't have to reinvent the wheel every day. You, you have guide guidelines. Um, so I, I think that with meeting with nonprofits and even small businesses, a lot of times we get, well, you guys are the experts. You tell me. Yeah, you tell me what what I should do. Right. So, oh gosh. Well, I won't ever shut up if somebody <laughs> asks me that. I, I think that in the cases that I think that we're most successful, mm -hmm. you know, they're coming from the organizations that at least have their business goals and strategies thought out because yes. then it, it's easier. You know, we don't have to uh, ask sure. a thousand questions to figure it all out. Uh, but I, I think it's super fun though. When, when we come alongside a new small business though, like a, a young entrepreneur or even someone that's maybe had a life change like I did and just started a, a, a business for themselves because they believed in, and that they could do it. And so I, I do also enjoy that and helping to really craft and birth that brand messaging. So that's fun. Um, See, we, you, you like that part. Yeah. That part makes me nervous. Yeah. The part that I like is when we hear from those customers and it's, I don't know what you did, but let's keep, keep doing, doing it, it or let's do more. Sure. Uh, so hearing that 
our efforts have paid off yes. is is the exciting part for me. And, and just being able to see them go from, yeah, I went from one or two appointments this week to like, I'm getting five every week now. And, yeah. And or just or five a day. Like I, right. I love it when I, one of our customers will message me, you know, just periodically and let me know like, Hey, our whole week is, is booked. And I'm like, hallelujah, praise the Lord. Um, but I, you know, we've had a lot of wins along the way too. Um, you know, we've, we have, what do we have now? 37 nonprofits, something like that, that we've helped. Oh no, it's over 40 nonprofits. We've helped to obtain the Google ads grant, um, free of charge. And then also, um, we have several of those, uh, uh, roughly 25 of those that we work with monthly to make sure that they maintain the benchmarks that Google sets for that grant to be active. Um, and I mean, gosh, over one point, what are we at? 1.5 million, um, in free That's Google bad. books. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is not easy to do, it, it, but it's, I, I like it. I know it's, it, it, I do enjoy. So when I, like, I if I have a hard time with an account yeah. and I, you know, you just keep digging and finding those keywords and finding the wording that's going to work. But when you start to see that uptick, oh, yeah. my favorite one is, is if I can see that, you know, it hit zero, I don't like that. Mm -hmm. But in the past 30 days or six months, if I can, if I can keep the bottom yes. increasing, yes, then. Yeah. I call them the alligator teeth. Yeah. You know that I call it. If, if you're, if you're seeing a lot of alligator teeth, we don't like that. We want to see it. We, we want to make sure we don't have a toothless alligator because that, that graph is showing increase and it's showing engagement. And we want to make sure, uh, we got a full mouth of teeth, you know, you don't, yeah. you just don't want to see any down ticks, but those happen, you know, Google throws us curveballs all the time. They release these new algorithm updates and it's like some, some accounts get really, really hurt by some of those updates. And then sometimes it actually helps. So you just, you know, it's, it, that is where we come in. And that's yeah. what I love about what we're doing is because we're able to say, Hey, just FYI, this happened, we've addressed it. It shouldn't negatively impact you, but if it does, we have the resources and the skills to repair it. Well, that's where the omni-channel approach comes in as well. Mm -hmm. As you know, mm -hmm. most then industries... Then you're not relying on one thing. Right. Most industries yeah. have a downtime. They right. have a down season. Yep, everybody has ups and downs. But when you've got so many different lines out there, mm -hmm. you know, you're, you're still going to be able to, to maintain or maybe even improve on, yes. you know, the previous years and those down and those down seasons. 100%. So I think we need to address the one elephant in the room, though, the name of our yeah. podcast. Between Two Swans. How did we come up with that? Um... I, I think that it was, it was me. Yeah, it was, it was you. Um, so I, I like the between two ferns, the Zach Galifianakis, and you know, I usually use humor, although it might be very dry. I do use humor to entertain myself. Um, and sometimes I get lucky and I entertain others, but I, uh, we live in Lakeland, Florida, right? Well, I do. You you just moved to Riverview. But Lakeland is known to be the city of swans. Mm -hmm. There are swans everywhere. We have, I mean, 
businesses use these swan everything every i mean everything. in their name in their logo in their messaging and as a marketer and side comedian i find it funny because how do you differ, differentiate yourself if everyone is swan something so we are going to have fun in this podcast we might poke a little bit of fun at some of the swans but we are well and i love adam sandler you were, did you ever watch billy madison a hundred times okay and he's in the bathtub Getting ready for school. Yeah, the whole shampoo yeah, conditioner. Shampoo. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I I like to have a little bit, bit of fun and crack jokes. And we're just going to share the knowledge we have, the ups and downs, the good, the bad. And um, like Andrew said in the beginning, debunk a few things, but also crack a few jokes about well, you know, we want to be yeah. serious, but not serious type. Thing. I don't want to put anybody to sleep right. listening to us. Right. Well, I, you get on some of these rabbit holes and... I know. I could probably drone on forever, but you'll have to kick me under the <laughs> table here. We're going to have to get a, a mix board with a swan sound. Right. Every time you... There you go. Wah! That's a great idea. <laughs> I love it. Well, we've got a lot of great things coming up for you guys. We've got some episodes uh, in the works. So we look forward to you joining us again. And that is the two swans signing yeah. off. Between two swans. See you later. <laughs>